0: Hey, welcome to Empowered for the Hour once again. This is Christopher Zahner. I'm so excited to be with you today. I want to thank you in advance for everybody that has been engaged on this channel, that you've given me feedback, and I just want to say thank you for sharing this with your friends and subscribing to my channel. It's been a huge blessing. I've enjoyed doing these, and I'm so thankful that you're getting blessed by this. So I just want to say thank you so much. What I want to talk about today is 10 blessings of fearing the Lord. And I want to start with Proverbs chapter 1 verse 7. And it says, For the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge or the beginning of wisdom, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. So number one, 10 blessings of fearing the Lord. Number one, fearing the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. You know, who, who needs more wisdom in your life? I know I need more. I need wisdom for every single rising moment of my life. I need wisdom. I need to wake up, and I need God's wisdom in my life. And the Bible specifically says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of that wisdom that we need. We need wisdom. We need knowledge. We need God to help us. So when we fear the Lord, now I'm not talking about... A terrifying fear, a fear of oh my God, I'm so scared of God. That's not what we're talking about. That's not what the Bible's saying. It's the fear of God is like a revue, a, a reverential, or it's like a you revere Him or you honor Him or you, um, you have the most respect for God. It's just that it's like when your your father figure in your life, you know he carries authority in the home as the head and if dad says you you do something then you do it and if you don't do it there's going to be some heavy consequences so with that kind of fear you fear you honor your father in your house you honor him as the the your father in your in your life and that's the same with our heavenly father you know we're not supposed to be Terrified in a sense of scared, but we are supposed to honor, and respect, and revere him, and that's what the scripture is talking about. So the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And then it says, "But fools despise wisdom and instruction." So let's do ourselves a favor and let's not be a fool. Let's fear the Lord and 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 walk in what He has for us. The Bible says in Proverbs one twenty eight thirty three that they will call on me, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but they will not find me, because they hated knowledge, and did not choose to fear the Lord. They would not have; they would have none of my counsel, and despise every rebuke. Therefore, they shall eat the fruit of their own way, and be filled with the to the full with their own fantasies. From the turning away of the simple will slay them, and the complacency of fools will destroy them. But whoever listens to me will dwell safely, and will be secure. Without fear of evil. There is so much into this scripture right here, Proverbs one twenty eight through thirty three. But let me sum it up in just a quick little summary, okay? Basically, those that don't listen to the Lord and his instruction, his word, his even the Bible says if you obey the prophets you'll be blessed. So in, in other words, ministers that speak into your life. If you don't fear the Lord, you don't listen to instruction, you don't listen to uh, counsel, you don't listen to what God is trying to do in your life, the Bible says you will be taken out and you will be destroyed. It says, and the complacency of fools will destroy them. So what many people's problems are is they want to do things their own way. The Bible says there's a way that seems right on demand, but then in the end it leads to death. So people have their own mentalities and their own mindsets and they want to do their own thing. And even Christians, you know, we want to do our own thing. We want to to do whatever we want to do. Nobody needs to tell us anything. Nobody's going to tell us we need to go to church. Nobody's going to tell us we need to give our 10%. We don't need to tithe. Nobody needs to tell me that. Nobody needs to tell me that I'm living in sin and I need to change my lifestyle. And who do you think you are? You know, you shouldn't be telling me this. Like, you know... And the thing is, if you really fear the Lord, if you really have honor and respect and you love Jesus with all your heart and you fear him with every part of your being, then you are not, it's not going to be pulling teeth for you to, to obey instruction, to obey wisdom, to obey the word of God, to obey counsel, to obey everything that God's trying to tell you to do. You see, A lot of people's problems is is they just won't humble themselves under the mighty hand of God, the Bible says, and He says he will lift you up. A lot of people don't want to humble themselves. They don't want to change. They don't want to listen to anybody. And they just want to do their own thing and think God's going to bless it. And that's not how this thing works. That's not how the, the Word of God works. That's not how God works. We, all of us, myself included, everybody included, if we want to be blessed, if we want to have favor in our life, if we want to have uh, knowledge in our life and wisdom in our life, we're going to have to humble ourselves. We're going to have to obey the Word of God. We're going to have to do what God's telling us to do, whether our flesh likes it or not, whether it feels uncomfortable or not, whether we like it or not, we have to do it. And if we really fear the Lord, then wisdom's going to come to us. Blessing's going to come to us. Favor's going to come to us. Wisdom and knowledge is going to come to us. And most importantly, the peace that you need is going to come to you. But the problem is, is people try to do their own thing. They try to do their own thing without God's help. You know, and and that's that's the problem. I mean, I I know people right now that they're running so fast after God. It's like, man, if you would just obey, if you would just like humble yourself. You know, I know people that grew up in church. I know right now. They know they're I mean, I've talked to them personally. They sit, they sit me down and they say, Chris, you know, I know I'm not living right. I know I'm not living right. You know, and I know I, know I need to obey the Lord, but I just, I, I'm not ready yet. And I'm thinking, man, like, what is it going to take? You know, what is it gonna take? You know, you see, you, you look around, you see your life—it's falling apart. You know, and I speak in love today. I speak in love. Pe- peoples lives are falling apart, and they know they're running from Jesus. You know, they—they they know they're—they're they're flat out running from His wisdom, His counsel, His guidance, His correction. You know, His conviction. They—they're they're running so fast. And they wonder why their life is falling apart. And it makes me sick to my stomach because I'm thinking, man, if you would just humble yourself, if you would just put your pride aside and allow the Lord to, to change your life, you wouldn't be where you're at today. Your life would be blessed. Your life would be full of peace I'm not saying storms aren't going to come when you're a Christian, because that would be a lie. But in the middle of the storm, in the middle of the mess, Jesus is right there to help you through it. And you see a lot of people, they run from the conviction of the Holy Spirit. They run from that voice saying, Turn around. Listen to my instruction. And you see, if you really fear the Lord... Like we're talking about today, fearing the Lord. If you really fear Him, listen, you are going to humble yourself. Because we don't play around with the Lord. We don't play around with Him. These are holy things. These are holy things. And that's a lot of people's problems, man. It really breaks my heart. I pray that every single person that's listening to this, maybe you have somebody that you know, maybe it's in your family, a a loved one that's running so far after God that it looks like there's no hope for them. Let me speak encouragement to you that the Holy Spirit is going to keep dealing with them until they humble themselves in Jesus' name. And you're going to see the turnaround in their life. Don't give up in Jesus' name. Ten blessings on fearing the Lord. Number two, fearing the Lord keeps you from evil. Fearing the Lord keeps you from evil. The Bible says in Proverbs three seven, don't be wise in your own eyes, but fear the Lord and depart from evil. There it is again. You know the scripture keeps telling us, don't be wise in your own eyes. Don't uh, depend on your own understanding or your own mental understanding. But in all your ways acknowledge Him, all your ways trust Him. It says in Proverbs 3, 7, don't be wise in your own eyes, but fear the Lord and depart from evil. So, you know, for example, when you have the fear of the Lord in your life, you're not going to be running out to the bar, you know, every every weekend, and, and going to the clubs and drinking and smoking and you know sleeping around and doing all that kind of stuff. like When when you really fear God, you're not going to live that kind of lifestyle. Let me, let me take it a little bit deeper, especially because the nation we're living in right now is in total upheaval. If you have the fear of God in you as a person, you are not going to be in the streets flipping cars upside down, lighting businesses on fire, stealing a bunch of things, looting and rioting. You're not going to be doing any of that stuff. Because there's, there's a, the fear of the Lord has gripped you and the Holy Spirit has a hold of your heart. You're not going to be operating on that kind of level. You see, the problem is, is the fear of God has left many people's families. They've, it's left many people's churches. It's left many people's... I mean, it's even, it's even pretty much left our country without a great awakening, without a revival to sweep through our nation. It's looking pretty bad. But I believe God's going to send another great awakening in Jesus' name. But we need the fear of God to come back into our schools, come back into our universities, come back into the White House and the Congress and the Senate and the Supreme Court and every, every elected official, everybody. We need the fear of God to come back into our country. When the fear of God comes back into the country, you know, abortion is not even going to be a question. It's not even going to be an option. Pro-life. Just listen to the term, pro-life. Who would not be pro-life? Pro-life. I'm pro-life, 100%. Because I fear God. You know, I don't even want to get on a tangent with that, but come on, folks. We've got to be pro-life. We need the fear of God to hit our nation again. And it, it, when it comes back into our country, we're going to see a lot of things turn around. <clears throat> you know, there's, a, I think, a statistic back in the 80s or maybe the 70s. I think it was like 85% of people went to church on Sunday. That could be wrong. Maybe I'm off with that. But I think it was like 80, maybe 70% of American families actually went to the house of God on Sunday. Can you imagine that? 70% of people families went to church that's just what they did Sunday morning came around they got up and they went to church you know it makes me think like if that was how it was you know obviously our nation has gone through some things in the the past 100 years you know there's always been some kind of thing going on you know that there was writing I think back in the 70s and you know nothing like compared to now, but I mean there was always tension and civil rights and racism and you know all that. But it was it just seems to me it was just different. You know, reading the Bible was common in school, prayer in school was there. You know, God was in our government. You know, prayer was major. And then, of course, the revivals and revival history, if you've studied that out, revivals have swept through this country. America is is responsible for sending thousands of missionaries across the nation everywhere to preach the gospel. So, you know, there was a time in America where the fear of God hit our land and you know, I, you know, not everybody went to church, but there was still a sense of of respect and honor for God, even though maybe they weren't churchgoers. Maybe they weren't, you know, maybe they didn't serve Christ like they should, but people still had that you know, that respect and honor and there was some morals to their life. There was some morals. They had morals. They they had boundaries to their life. It just seems like now nobody has any boundaries. It's like nobody has any morals. It's just go and do whatever you want to do and who cares and you know if you want to be a boy, be a boy if you want to be a girl, be a girl if you want to do this, do that whatever you want whatever goes you know if you have a baby and you know you have, and she's it's nine months you can you know you can abort it whenever you want to abort it we'll just you know who cares you know free choice it not everything goes. And it wasn't that way when I read in the history books and I hear the stories of men and women that grew up in, in, in you know the past 50, 60 years. It was never like that. And what that is telling me is the fear of God has left the nation and people have literally lost their ever-loving minds. And that's why we need a revival to sweep through our country and our churches and in our, in our cities like never before because if we don't have another great awakening, if we don't have a revival to sweep through our, our churches and our nation and, our, and even into the secular world and, and businesses and, and universities and high schools, if we don't have a great awakening, it is looking pretty rough for the days ahead in our nation. But I believe God's going to send a new wave of the Holy Ghost across this country. A new wave, another Jesus movement like we've never seen before. I believe that with all my heart. But there was a time in American history when we feared God. You know, I, I even heard that there was a time in America where every business and every store was closed on Sunday. Besides gas stations and maybe hospitals and stuff like that, police departments. Could you imagine? Every business, every restaurant, every you know, everybody was closed on Sunday. That was the Lord's day. In America. In America, that's how it was. Because we we feared the Lord. We honored Him. We put Him first in America. And look how far we've gone. Ten blessings of fearing the Lord. Number three, fearing the Lord will give you a hatred for evil. Fearing the Lord will give you a hatred for evil. Not only will fearing the Lord keep you from evil, but it will actually give you a hatred for it. Listen, I want to hate what God hates. I want to love what he loves. Fearing the Lord will give you a hatred for evil. Proverbs eight thirteen: 13. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride and arrogance, and the evil way. So we have to allow the Lord to give us a new heart. The Bible says He takes out the stony heart, puts in a heart of flesh, and He says, I'll put a new spirit within you. When you get saved, God takes out that ugly heart and gives you a new one. And that's when the fear of the Lord comes back into your life. It's really when you get born again, you have to You have to get born again. You have to have a heart change. Because what America needs is a heart change. What we need in our communities, in our churches, in our nation, in our schools and everything is we need a heart change. We need a heart change. God wants to give us a new heart. Number four, fearing the Lord will lengthen your life. I don't know about you, but I want to live a long life. I want to live out my days. I want to live a long life. I want to fulfill God's plan for my life. And in doing so, I'm going to have to live a long life. I'm going to have to live a long life. And the Bible promises that. For the fear of the Lord prolongs days, but the years of the wicked will be shortened. So fearing God actually will prolong your days. Thank you, Jesus. It's going to prolong our days as we fear Him, as we honor Him, as we put Him first place. Number five, fearing the Lord will give you a strong confidence. I love this one. Fearing the Lord will give you a strong confidence confidence. Proverbs 14, 26 through 27, in the fear of the Lord, there is a strong confidence and his children will have a place of refuge. You see, I think what a lot of the problems that we face in our country right now is a lot of, especially teenagers and young adults and uh, millennials and, uh, well, that is millennials, young adults, um, the problem that they have is they don't have a fa- they never had a father figure in their life so when that father figure or that parent is not in your life you are cut short from the confidence that is given from a from a father figure and what god wants to do is he, he says in his word that i'll be the father to the fatherless and what happens is when when the father's taken out of the home It really just destroys that young man or young woman's confidence, self esteem. Um, You know, everything about that person is just it's it's tore down because they were never given that that confidence that they needed from the parent in the home. So that's why the Bible says, "In the fear of the Lord there is strong confidence." Why? Because when you know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, when you know Him as healer when you know him as provider, when you know him as baptizer in the Holy Spirit, when you know him as a deliverer, when you know him as your father, there comes a confidence in that, that when even though you might have never had a father that believed in you, you never had a father that said, good job. You never had a father that said, I was proud of you. You never had a father that patted you on the back, said, come on, son, come on, daughter. You're doing great. Keep it up. I'm proud of you. Keep going. You can make it in life. Maybe you never had any of that, but when you come in contact with the master, when you come in contact with Jesus, he comes and gives you that confidence. He comes and gives you that self-esteem. He comes to give you that assurance. He comes to give you everything you need that you weren't given in your home. He'll come and meet it right there. With strong confidence, so that you can walk around with a pep in your step, with a smile on your face, on, on your face, with a joy in your spirit, with, with just everything that you need is found in Jesus. and in the fear of the Lord, there will be strong confidence. You will be confident about your life. You'll have a boldness about you. You'll share your faith with people because you know who he is and you know what he's done for you. And and the opinions of man fades and the fear of man fades because you're confident in Christ. Hallelujah. So in the fear of the Lord, there is strong confidence. I'm just going to speak that over you today. Strong confidence over you. I don't know what you've been facing. I don't know who's spoken over your life. I don't know who's talked down to you. But today in Jesus' name, the Lord says, I want to give you confidence that you can have a confidence in your life. You can have a joy in your spirit. You can have a peace in your heart knowing who I am, who Jesus is. And He'll give you that confidence that you need. Number six, 10 blessings on fearing the Lord. Number six, fearing the Lord is a fountain of life. Man fearing the Lord is a fountain of life. Proverbs 14:27 The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life to turn one away from the snares of death. Man that's powerful. What did Jesus say about this fountain? See the fear of the Lord is the fountain of life. You remember the woman at the at the well? Hallelujah. The woman at the well she looked the fountain of life right in the face. And when she met the fountain of life, she turned away from the snares of death. Glory to God. Jesus said in John 4, 4 14, Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water I shall give him will be a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. That fountain of living water comes from the master, Jesus Christ himself. Living water. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life. When you honor Christ, when you honor the Lord, when you get born again, when you get saved, when you get filled with the Spirit of God. When you come in contact with Jesus Christ, He then becomes a fountain of life on the inside of your belly and you will never thirst again because on the inside of you is a well that springs up into everlasting life and it fills your ever longing soul and it fills your ever longing desire and it fills every empty void in your heart that no man can fill, that no drug can fill, that no alcohol can fill, that no pill can fill, that money can't can't satisfy relationships can't satisfy but only one person only one man only one one person can fill it and his name is Jesus and he says I will come and I will fill you with everlasting life a well on the inside of your soul that will satisfy your ever longing desire His name is Jesus. Every single thing you need in your life is found in Jesus. I don't care what you're looking for. You're looking for fame. You're looking for fortune. You're looking for uh, prosperity. You're looking for popularity. You're looking for uh, something to fill your ever-loving soul. Listen to me. His name is Jesus and he'll fill it. I know millionaires and trillionaires and billionaires, maybe not trillionaires and billionaires, but I know millionaires right now. They have everything. They have all the gadgets. They have all the cars. They have all the houses. They have the bank account filled with cash, but I'm telling you right now, on the inside of them, they are miserable. They are miserable. They are miserable. Why? Because they don't have the, the, the rivers of living water inside of their soul. They try to fill it with money. And listen, I believe God wants to bless you. I believe in prosperity. I believe that God wants to give you an overflow. But when the overflow has your heart, that's when there's an issue. Jesus has to be number one. You can't serve God and money. You have to serve one or the other. You either serve God or you will serve money. Jesus said that. He will fill your ever longing soul. Are you willing to let Him come in and fill your soul? You know, are you thirsty? Are you desperate? Are you thirsty for something real? Are you thirsty for something real? Let him fill you to overflowing. One drink from the master, your life will be filled with joy. Hallelujah. Ten blessings on fearing the Lord. Number seven, fearing the Lord gives you instruction. The fear of the Lord in Proverbs fifteen thirty three, the fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom and before honor is humility. The Lord, when you fear Him, when you humble yourself, He says, I'll help you and I will give you instruction for your life. We all need some instruction. We all need to do what God has called us to do and with that comes instruction. He'll give you that instruction as you fear Him. 10 blessings on fearing the Lord number 8 fearing the Lord leads to life. In Proverbs 19, 23, the fear of the Lord leads to life and he who has it will, ab- will abide in satisfaction there it is again look look at that. He who has it he who has it will abide in satisfaction and he will not be visited with evil when you're in a relationship with the Lord your life will be full of satisfaction come on he who has it will abide in satisfaction. Just like we talked about in, in number six, the fountain of life. I'm telling you, everything you need is in Christ. He will fill you and he will satisfy your soul. And that's what the fear of the Lord is all about. That's what the fear of the Lord's all about. The fear of the Lord leads to life. And he who has it will abide in satisfaction. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, every person listening to me right now finds the, the, the satisfaction that they need in Christ in Jesus' name. Lord, thank you for doing that in their life. Glory to God. Number nine, fearing the Lord will give you riches, honor, and life. Hallelujah, that sounds good to me. Proverbs 22:4, by humility and the fear of the Lord are riches, honor, and life. Glory to God. Riches, honor, and life. So when you humble yourself, when you, when you fear God, when you humble yourself with your money, you humble Him in your tithes and your offerings. You humble Him in honoring a man of God. You, hum, you, 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 hum, you humble yourself in, in giving your first fruits, your almsgiving. You know, you, you, you are a sower. You, are, you give. You, you are looking to be a blessing to other people. When you honor the Lord, when you fear Him with everything on the inside of you, then god will breathe upon you when you humble yourself and it says riches and honor and life will be your portion you know god is not let's just say this he's not broke i can tell you that much his streets are paved with gold i bet his doors in 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 the, you know in 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 mansions and everything else in heaven i bet the doors are made of diamonds you know i could only imagine what it looks like The only house God knows how to build is mansions. Just let that settle in your heart. The only house God knows how to build is mansions. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. Where I go, I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, you may be also. That's what Jesus said. So God is not broke. He's not poor. He's not broke, uh, busted and disgusted. He's rich. He owns all the silver and He owns all the gold. And God has no problem blessing you with riches. But he has a problem when those riches have you. And the only way those riches will never have you is if you're a giver. When you ask God to, you, you, when you ask Lord, give, I'll give whatever you want me to give. And when he starts speaking to you to give something, you have to release it. Because nothing actually belongs to you anyways. You're a steward of everything you own. So when you give, it actually breaks materialism off of your life because you have to be a giver in order for that to work for you. If you're not a giver, then you will hold on to everything and you will be uh, materialistic. You'll be materialistic and God won't be able to bless you with what He actually wants to bless you with. If you're not going to be a giver, you'll never be a receiver. Jesus said, Give and it shall be given back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. So when you're a giver, when you break out in giving, and when you sow your seed, and you you you'll give whatever God tells you to give, whether it's you know uh, money or a car or uh, clothes or whatever it is, whatever has your heart. You know, I heard a man of God say this one time, and it always stuck with me. The God, God spoke to him and said, "If if if you will give anything I tell you to give, if you if you won't be attached to anything, then I can give you everything." If you let your heart go of everything, then I can give you everything. But if you won't let your heart go of things, if you hold on to everything, if you you attach your heart to everything, I can't give you everything. So the moment your heart is uh, is uh, detached from things, then God can give you everything. Because he knows your heart won't be attached to it. Because sometimes what, what will happen is God will give it to you to give it through you. So come on, somebody's going to catch this today. God sometimes comes He gives something to you to give it through you. So what will happen is there'll be something that comes into your hands that you know it ain't for you. It's for somebody else. But God can trust you to give it to somebody. He'll give it to you to get it through you. See, a lot of people, they wonder why they're not blessed financially. They wonder why they can't break free of their financial situations because they're not a giver. They don't tithe, they don't give, they don't sow their seed. And when God speaks to them, they 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 don't obey. No, nah, I'm not giving that, you know, that's just too radical or whatever. I don't believe in none of that. Well, that's fine, you won't have none of that then. Because when you are a giver, that's when God will bless you. Listen, he said, I'll give you riches and honor in life when you fear the Lord. So this is the scripture here, he wants to bless you. But if those things that you have in your life, you're attached to it, then God can't move through you and bless you in these areas. And the, the only reason why God blesses people financially is so He you can be a blessing to other people. So you can be a blessing to other people. That's why God blesses you. That's why He increases you. That's why He multiplies your resources for your sewing. That's why He gives it to you. So you could be a blessing to other people. Amen. Ten reasons, ten blessings. For fearing the Lord, number 10, fearing the Lord frees you from envy. Proverbs twenty three seventeen. do not let your heart envy sinners, but be zealous for the fear of the Lord all the day long. Don't let your heart envy sinners, but be zealous for the fear of the Lord all the day long. So sometimes what the, what the devil will do is he'll whisper in your ear, look, you're missing out. You know, look at all these people, they're having so much fun. And meanwhile, they're not having any kind of fun they think they're having It's just a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, uh, it's a phase and they, you know, they do whatever they want to do for a little while. But everybody's got to go home at night, lay down their head on their pillow and look up at the ceiling and realize how miserable they are because life isn't actually what they thought it was, you know. So they, you know, the devil whisper at your ear, you know, look at those people having fun in the bar, you know, look at those people, they're in college, they're drinking, they're having fun, they're at parties and, you know, they're drinking and having sex with everybody they want to have sex with. And, you know, they can do whatever they want to do. But at the end of the day, everybody's got to go home. They got to lay down uh, at night in a dark room. They got to look up at the ceiling or look at their in the mirror in the bathroom and realize I ain't living the way I'm supposed to. This, this is actually miserable. And they hold in their misery. And what they do is they try to fill themselves with drugs and alcohol and everything else to cover up their hurt and their heart from things in the past and if they would just humble themselves, allow the Lord to come, heal their heart, heal their mind, heal their soul, come and save them, come and set them free, then their whole life will go to a new level and they would fear God and they would have peace and joy overflowing in their whole life. And everything they've been searching for will be found in Christ. You know, I, I, I just want to encourage you today that when you fear the Lord, there's a huge blessing attached to it. There's a huge blessing attached to it. Every area of your life will take on a new meaning. Every area. And I believe that, you know, we've hit on some things that are applying to many people's lives today. And I think we can all take away something from this. That when we fear the Lord, you can bet your socks. You can bet your socks off. (laughs) whatever that means you can you can rest assured man i'm telling you you can rest assured that god will always come through for you whether it's you're believing for an unsaved loved one, you're believing for finances, you're believing for promotion, you're believing for increase, you're believing for whatever you're believing for. As you fear the Lord, you put in first place, you go to church on Sunday, you tithe, you give, you're faithful, you, you know, you're plugged into your local church, you, 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 you're so faithful to prayer and studying of the Word and, and, and witnessing and soul winning and talking to people about Jesus and you're faithful. I promise you, as you fear God and you live holy, those blessings are going to chase you down everywhere you go. In Jesus' mighty name. Well, listen, I want to thank you so much for hopping on with me. I don't want to keep you too much longer. I want to say thank you in advance for coming on today. Share this with somebody, and I believe it's going to bless them as well. Ten blessings on fearing the Lord. Come on, let's go to another level with Christ. We're going to fear the Lord. We're going to obey his word. We're going to get into the word like never before. Pray. We're going to win people to Jesus. We're going to give our tithes and offerings. We're going to stay faithful. We're going to fear God. And we're going to do exactly what he called us to do before Jesus comes back. I love you guys so much. Thank you for joining me on Empower for the Hour. I pray this this has empowered you for what is ahead and what you are facing in your life. In Jesus' mighty name. Love you so much. Share this with somebody. And until next time.